Hello and welcome to the Noobster, the podcast for the MMOers. So, for the first episode of the Noobster, I'm going to sneeze. Um, we're going to be talking about um, what MMOs I play and what I'll be um, explaining in this podcast. Um, so, basically, the games I play are Mortal Online, which probably none of you have heard of. It's a game in development, but you can play it, and it is pay-to-play, 11-something a month, and um, it's only 31 bucks for the whole game, I think. It might be 40 I'm not, I'm not, I forget what I paid for it, but yeah. Um, I also play Allods Online, which is a um, free-to-play game. It is a, uh, yeah, fun game. Um, it is published in... No. Yeah, it was published in Russia, and um, back to Mortal Online, it was published in Sweden, so European games, so fun, fun, fun. I also um, do, I know this game is weird, but it's Entropa, Entropia Universe, which is Planet Calypso. I play this, I think it's fun, and don't judge me because I play it. Even though it is not an MMORPG, it is still an MMO, so I will be doing updates on that too. Um, I also play Face of Mankind, which is, uh, free-to-play, even though it has a membership, I think. Um, yeah, I don't play Face of Mankind that much, but I do play it. It is sort of fun. Yeah. Anyway, I also play Heroes of Three Kingdoms, even though I don't play that much either, because I'm kind of bored of that game. I don't know if I'll do news for that game, because that game is pretty much self-sufficient, um, for just, it's gonna be just kind of like a Perfect World game, and, I don't know, Perfect World is a good game, but, um, I just couldn't get into, um, it's too slow. Um, another game I play, Maple Story, which, yes, uh, you probably think it's really stupid and all, but it does have the RPG incorporated into it, like, extremely. Not like World of Warcraft or, uh, any of the other games that, like, it's open, kind of, like, 3D graphical kind of MMORPGs. It's more of, like, um, it's a 2D game, but the graphics on it are fairly nice. And, but the controls are kind of difficult to understand, though. So, check that out, too. Um, I also play sec- well, I don't really play Second Life, but I do have it on my computer, so I guess I could do it for that too, even though it is not an MMORPG, but here on this podcast we do all MMOs, not all of them, but MMOs in general, so, yeah. Um, and basically that is it, um, yeah, um, oh, no, never mind, okay. So, well, I, never mind, I'll do this, okay. So, I have also an EVE account, too, but I, um, only a 14-day trial. I just, I played it a long time ago, and I didn't really get into it, I wanted to go back into it, but it's still confusing to me, even though it seems like the game, um, anyway, um, I'm seeing what's on my computer, because some of these games I do play, but I forget their names, um, no, don't have an Atlantica. I used to play Atlantica online, but 
I couldn't stand your fa the face of your character. It was just so smashed up on your head. It felt like it was 2D. It wasn't 3D, it was 2D. And I just couldn't stand that. I don't know why. And the gameplay was fun, but just the graphics on how the art style was, it was horrible. I didn't, I could not enjoy that game. Um, so yeah. Um, I do also have Earth Eternal, which I've not played that game in a while. But it is, it is a fun, it's like more of a browser based. Um, it is 3D though, which is kind of cool. But I think it requires more bandwidth to play than most um, browser games. So if you can play that, then good for you. Oh no, never mind. Don't have four story anymore because that I didn't like the game. Uh, so uh, all the other games I have like. Oh crap! No, I have to. No. Okay. Sorry about that. I opened Oblivion with an accident. Okay, so I guess I'll do a review on the games now. My first um, review will be on Allods Online. Um, this is fairly um, a fun, fun game. It's not game. Technical difficulties. I'll just use this one. Okay. So, anyway. Allods Online is basically, it's not a clone, because there are different, there's different aspects to it, um, than most MMOs. Um, what the heck? Don't take me, okay, here we go. No, I closed it again. Okay, here we go. So, Allods Online is basically a, uh, it is an RPG, MMORPG. So, I'll get into the gameplay. The gameplay is basically like WoW. It's um, attack, WSD, um, numeral keys, uh, and I guess arrow keys. But I don't use arrow keys. Um, I think they do implement um, point to click. I'm not sure. I, can, I don't try it because I only use WSD and the mouse. So, well, yeah, mouse to use abilities. But anyway, um, I okay. Let's go into the class. So basically, there are nine archetypes warrior, paladin, scout, healer, warden, mage, summoner, and psionist, psychonist, or whatever that is. Um, and then you also have six uh, races, which um, there's two factions, six races, and seven archetypes. And basically, for these archetypes, they're, um, each uh, race has different a different class and what it's called. But basically, they are the same class, just 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 different names for their abilities and different um, weapons they would use or something. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, the league is um, the the good the good side of things, like the Alliance, which technically isn't good. The Empire is basically like the Horde, which I know I'm comparing this to WoW, but it's WoW is like a game that extremely like is the basic thing. I don't know. So let's just um let's, 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 okay, so it's good versus evil. So the League is the good side, the Empire is the bad side. I shouldn't compare it to WoW because basically they are not good or bad. Not good or evil, so there we go. Um, 
we can go into the races. We've got the Canians, the Elves, and the Gibberlings. Gibberlings, Gibberlings. They are on the Legion side. And on the Empire, there are... Ex I don't know how to say this. <laughs> Exadiganians. And then we have the Arisen and the Orcs. So basically, um... The Gibberlings are like, uh... I don't know if I start off giblings, but they're the honest. Um, so basically, for giblings, you have three uh, little guys you control, and it's basically one character, but there's three. So um, it's fun for the animations too, because if you have like a bow and you're a scout or something, then they like the one holds the bow, and then the two like um, pull it back, which is funny. I don't know. I think that's funny. And it's cute too, because they're like little uh, cute uh, animals. I don't know, I like giblings. Even though elves are, I like elves too. Elves, uh, this is what I get pissed off at about the elves. Um, you have wings. It's like, really? Elves? Elves? Elves are not supposed to have wings. That's fairies, not elves. Elves, oh, and another thing, elves are not druids in this game. The canians are, which is a human type of um, race. So I was kind of confused about that because elves are more of like the natural um, type of being that is more into nature and stuff, and I was kind of mad about that. Um, the Canians are more of like a human kind of deal, like the good humans, and then you got the uh, exotic Ganians, and then they're they're the bad side of the humans, which yeah, and then you have the Arisen, which is uh, just the undead. Forsaken. Then you got the orcs, which are just basically orcs, just ugly orcs. Uh, yeah. So, basically, uh, let's go back to the classes because I the class the class system is very um in depth into what they do, even though um they some of them have the same skills for uh, the same archetype. Which I didn't really like that in the game. So, let's start out with the elves. The elves um, can be the Templar, which is off the Paladin archetype. They can be the Priest, which is off the Healer archetype. And, uh, Malthian. Okay. There are also the Archmage of the Mage archetype. And they can also be the Demonologist, which is off the Summoner uh archetype, which a demonologist is more like a warlock uh, type deal. Well, the summoner is more like a warlock kind of deal. Okay, so for the gibberlings, you get uh, the brawler for warrior, um, the trickster for scout, uh, the animus for warden, and the seer for psychonist, uh, psionist, or whatever that is. And then, that's it for them. And then for the Canians, you get the Champion, the Warrior Archetype, the Crusader for Paladin Archetype, um, the Ranger for the Scout Archetype, and uh, Cleric for the Healer Archetype. And then you get, this is what really pissed me off, they are Druids for the Warden Archetype. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would a human be a Druid? I don't know, they screwed up on that. And then they're also a magician off the mage archetype. Um, so 
Yeah, and what's really weird is um, the elves only get four classes, and so the dribblings only get four. But these people get uh, six. They get six classes, which I don't know. I don't know. They should have just gave Druid to the elves, because I don't know. I think of elves being Druids. But so on. Um, the Exadagadians uh, are Vanquisher off the Warrior Archetype, the Avenger off the Paladin Archetype, the Stalker off the Scout Archetype, the Inquisitor off the Healer Archetype, and the Summoner, I'm um, Defiler off the Summoner Archetype. And a mentalist off the psionicist archetype. Uh, next on the orcs are a brute off the warrior archetype, uh, the reaver off the paladin archetype, the mardar off the scout archetype, um, the shaman off the warden archetype, and then that's it for them. Oh, so we get the risen, which is basically uh, all mage, all. Um, no no melee for them. They have the heretic, which is off the healer uh, archetype. And they have the sorcerer, which is off the mage archetype. And then the savant, which is off the summoner archetype. And then the cultist, which is off the psionicist archetype. So yeah, that's basically it for the Empire and the League. I guess... Um, what, what's the recording So, basically in this game, the story, I'm not going to get into, get, in, get into the story because, um, that's for you. Jeez, why should I do the story? So basically you have the real world, which is, um, anyway, okay. We have the real world, which is uh, Saranat. It is the world on which you will become onto and play on. And then, um, into later levels, I think it's level 30, 40 something, you can go into the astral, which is basically like, um, I know I'm gonna do this again, but it's like the easiest thing to describe it to. The people, okay. So basically, you have Sarnot, Sarnot, which is Azeroth, and then you have the Astral, which is basically Outland. And if you don't play WoW or you don't understand what that is, um, basically Sarnot is um, um, basically it is just Earth. Just think of it as Earth. And then um, the Astral is basically space. So. Basically, you're gonna get a ship. So once you hit level 40, or you're in a guild that has a ship, you can go on the ship, which you fight other ships and you fight these huge fucking dragons. And these dragons are huge. I mean, and you get points for killing them. And I haven't tried this out yet, but it seems like wow, this is amazing. And you drive the ships, and I I think it's cool how they implemented a ship. They're called astral ships, which makes sense. Um, I don't know. It's really cool. I like how they did that. Um, so yeah, I guess what I'll give it. Oh, and they have an item shop, which all free-to-play games have an item shop, duh. And it's it's um, if you ever played Free Realms, it's I do play Free Realms too, but 
uh, item shop. It's kind of like Free Realms item shop where you have to buy uh, coins and you just purchase them. It, the the um the menu style kind of item shop uh, in game. So if you ever played Free Realms, it's kind of like that. So yeah, and that's basically oh yeah, that's basically it. Cause I don't want to go and. I guess I will go into PvP, um, so we have PvP, it's basically just, uh, PvP can be found in contested zones, such as the Holy Lands, as well in the Special Arenas, and the Astral. So basically, the Astral is like, uh, all PvP, is basically, like, like the Abyss in Ion, but you don't fly with wings. So, PvP is just, uh, basically, wow, what the heck. They have a screenshot for someone yelling a bad word. That's bad. And even though this game looks very cartoony, um, it, it is an MMO, so basically, uh, it uh, has a lot of adult content in it, comedy and stuff. So, that's basically it for this game. Um, uh, oh, the graphics in this game are basically, like, WoW's graphics better, more, um, I don't know, because it looks like the same art style, but it is, it is different in some kind of strange way. Um, uh, it's like, uh, it does have that WoW feeling into it, and if you like WoW, and you're trying to find a free-to-play game, this is free-to-play, all extremely, all the way up to level 40, and the only thing you have to pay, well, you don't have to, but you can pay for items in the item shop, which is not necessary, it's basically just, and I don't even think the item shop is, um, it doesn't, I don't think it's advantages, I think it's just, um, just show-off stuff. I don't know, I've never bought anything off the item shop, so I wouldn't know. Uh, so I give this game out of ten, probably getting sick. What the heck? Um, I'm um, probably a, I'll give it an eight point five, just because even though it is a good game and it has its benefits, it does seem like a copy over, and I don't, I don't know. They could have done something with the combat and stuff to make it different. Oh. Ooh, maybe I'll bump that 8.5 to an 8.6 because they do have a thing for spellcasters where you can cast your spell and save it for when you're going to cast it on an enemy. So you can basically like summon the spell onto your hands and then just pop it on somebody when you enter into battle or something, which that's new and I think that's exciting. So, yeah. So, um, I guess we can move on to our next which is going to be Mortal Online. Okay. Mortal Online is a sandbox MMO, which means there's no level system in like 180 or something. It is basically just um, trying to log into the site. Basically, you do something all the time, and you level up in that skill. And there are many skills in this game, like woodcutting, and pet gaming, and mounting stuff. And just basically what I've done in the game is fight, fight, fight. Because 
it does have that uh, grindy feeling in it because um, when you enter the game, you're basically lost. Well, I felt lost, and a lot of other people felt lost because there's no tutorial or any quest. There's no quest in this game, which kind it's it's if you play Ultima Online, it's very Ultima Online, and I've never played Ultima Online, but I've seen people playing Ultima Online, and it's basically like a 3D um, graphical game of that um, very skill-based system and open-world PvP. So there's a stealing thing in the game where you can steal off people, which is very rude, and you should not do it. <laughs> I've done it a couple times, and it's fun, but they will hit you and kill you again, and they steal their stuff back. So again, um, if you die. Um, basically all your items off your inventory, and I think it might be what you're wearing drops off, because I've never died from another person. Um, you lose all your stuff on the ground and they can loot it, and that's pretty much sucks. But you do have a storage where you can keep your items at, and that's it's basically it. But the game doesn't have enough content for, um instances and stuff. I don't think there will be any instances and stuff. There are basically like kill monster raids and stuff. But I don't know, I haven't got that much. And uh, you just level up your skills and you get better at them and then you can uh, do other stuff with them. Like if you want to be, say you create a character and basically the character creation is extremely adult because there's nudity in your character creation. So, um, you have four ancestry spots, which means you can choose uh, four different races, and or they can be the same. Depends on what your stats will be like, because each race has a different stat boost to them, different stats boost to them, and, um, so, like, I could have uh, four of the same race, and it probably, like, boosts my intelligence, because maybe they're an intellectual race or something like that, and character creation matters a lot in the game, depends on what you want to be. Uh, there's no definite class picker or archetype. There is a thing um, for, like, if you want to be a miner, which is, which is different in this game, because you you want to be a weaponsmith, that is going to be your main class. You're not going to be, you can be a mage slash weaponsmith, but if you choose weaponsmith in this event panel, when you create character, you will boost some stats for that specific uh, style of gameplay. Um, it's very weird like that, like if you want to be a crafter, then that's going to be what your character is going to be made for. Yeah, you can mix and stuff, but um, I don't, it's confusing too because no one really knows everything about the game. It is a Sweden game, and there's a lot of lag, a lot, a lot of lag for me. And I can run the game on Max and get little lag, but I think it's only like their servers um, from over there. That's what's slowing me down. I'm really sick. Anyway, um, yeah, so the main races are 
the Thurzen, the Tendramene, the Crite, the Vela, the Sidion, Sidionum, the Kalar, the Kivra, Sardutan, Blaine, and Hervar. So yeah, if you look on the site, it does it doesn't look really professional and because it isn't in development and it isn't a uh, company style game like Runes and Magic. It's not. Uh, um, it's not. It is a company, but it's not like major corporation game. So yeah, when I when I took into the site first, I thought it was free. I don't know because when you when you see a under development game, it's usually free because you want to try what it is. But this game, you actually have to buy the thirty dollar game, and then you have to pay eleven. Well, you get a thirty day free for buying the game, but um, then you have to pay eleven dollars each month after that. Which I think I think like pay to play games should be eleven dollars, not fifteen. I don't know why, but fifteen just seems too much just for a month. I I really like how they only do eleven dollars for one month, and yeah, there isn't a lot of talk about this game because it's it's very hard to understand everything in this game. Um, it is first person. Um oriented so you're gonna be first person all the way. There is no third person view, there's only first person. So if you like Oblivion or something along the lines of that, um there when I entered this game I was like, wow, this actually looks like Oblivion. But there are no like quest doors. There is a storyline kind of but no, not really. Um uh, yeah. Uh so, the features in the game, there's 10 races, and the blood mix system for customizing your ancestry, basically what I just talked about. Um, you get full loot, which means uh, if you kill something, or you kill a person, then you can loot all of them, everything from them. Um, there's full PvP, which you can PvP anywhere. You can even PvP in town. But you'll, if someone yells guard or something, then you're gonna die, and you get bad because you're a criminal. Um, it's first person only, what I said. Uh, it's aim based, real time combat, so, like, action oriented. So if you click the left mouse button, you're gonna attack with your sword, which I like that. Um, you have several hitboxes with individual armor zones, which means, um, yeah, if you hit an enemy like on their left arm, um, it damages their left arm, and if they have a sword there, then it damages their damage attack and stuff like that. I think that's fun too, but you can't really see that; it's just there. Um, so, it, it it's it sounds amazing, but uh, once you're in game and you try to attack them, like I've had problems trying to hit a rat on the ground. Maybe it's just because it's on the ground that it's hard to hit a sword or against the ground or something, but man, it's it's hard if you don't know like how where to hit it. And then you have to learn about it. So it's basically an experience game. What you learn is what you get and you'll dance in that. Practice makes perfect. There are no levels and no level restrictions. Go where you want, whenever you want. Um, no linear quest force progression. No classes, but hundreds of skills to define your playstyle. 
Dualistic skill progression, train your skills by actively using them or by reading about them, or both. No instances, no loading in game, a fully streaming world. Longest view distance ever seen in an MMORPG. So yes, if I stand in the city and I see mountains, they're like a long time away. And it doesn't take that long to travel somewhere, but it will take some time. Like, you can see very far away too. Um, there's FFA structures, which is free-for-all structures, construct and destroy. So you can basically build houses anywhere if you have the money. Now, getting money is very hard in the game. Um, for your first couple days of playing the game, all you're going to do is kill and sell, kill and sell, kill and sell. Um, so you can build player houses, house models for upgrades, um, keeps, and palaces. I, I think it's palaces, but it's not better to sell it right um, bridges and more. So basically, um, you can buy these uh, blueprints and build them if you have um, the wood and stuff. I think that's how you. I've never done it before, and I ha I don't I haven't made a. I haven't joined a guild yet, so I'm looking for guilds. Um, then you can tame the wild beast of Nave if you have a creature control skill. Different mounts to tame, ride, trade, stable, stable or kill. None of them pocketable. So basically, if you uh, capture a horse in the wild, and it's like a purebred, um, expensive horse, you can uh, tame it and it will follow you, or you can ride it to town and you can uh, trade it with other people, which you get a lot of money for that if you uh, tame and trade animals. Uh, yeah, and what's bad about this game is if someone kills your horse, then you, um, they can't kill your horse, and unless you stable it, or you ride it, uh, in town or something, or leave it next to you, or follow you, uh, it will be, yeah, it's, yeah, whatever. There's primary magic school, which there are magic in this game, but it, it, the magic system is very strange for people that um, never used this before. Um, basically, like in RuneScape, if you played RuneScape, um, you know how you have to have rune to cast magic? You have to have items to cast magic in this game. So it's not like free mana. It doesn't. I don't know if it costs mana because I've never cast this spell. I don't have any money to buy mats or anything. So, anyway, um, there's archery in this game. The bow system is awesome because if you shoot a bow, it will zoom in on the animal and you have to aim it at the animal, which is fun. I've never tried it before, but it, I've seen it before. Uh, uh, sandbox interact extraction, refining, alloying, and crafting. Experiment with extracting and alloying materials by using any workbench in Catalyst. Do you understand that? Good, good for you, but I don't understand that. Experiment with parts and materials to craft millions of possible weapons, bows, armors, and shields. So, yeah, and basically the world in this game is called Mirland, a 64 kilometer by 2 continent. I don't know how big that is, but yeah. Fully dynamic weather system, a continuous development of features and close collaboration with the community, all updates and expansion included in subscriptions. So, you get free stuff if you just have a subscription with it. Um, his next generation graphics. The graphics are very, um, 
it seems good if you see like YouTube videos or anything because I think that's the developers showing you the later after development because when you enter the game it, it will look good but it's not that great it look, kind of looks like um I don't know it just seems like it seems like some of the stuff doesn't look real it doesn't look realistic but some of it does which is good and they have had um a lot of rewards on this they've only had two which I guess is good 2008 best graphics so it's two it's, it's good graphics I mean yeah um it's 2008 most anticipated so it is anticipated which in later developments I'm on subscription with this game so if you want to send me an email on this game or any other other games I'm reviewing then just game on and basically that'll be it and end of story if you want to like have some I don't know I'm very lonely in MMOs no one likes a person from my guild like me because I'm special <laughs> anyway um yeah so, nah, I guess I'll read this game out of 10 again, and I'll give it a... It's hard to do one of these games um, to review, because you have to understand that it is very different from other MMOs, so... I have to give it a... At least... In... in I guess in 9... Nine will do it because it it's, it does what it's meant to do, and a lot of people say it's crappy. A lot of people say it's amazing, and it just depends on what you want. And I I think this game has very good potential in it because yeah, just because of all of it does. All of it. So. Next game I guess we can talk about is um oh we're at the thirty three minute mark. Um next game I guess we can talk about I guess I'll do two more reviews on the games I mostly play. Just because <clears throat> I haven't played a lot of these games in a long time. Um I guess I can do Face of Mankind and Maple Story. Or I can do Planet Calypso, or I can put that in the next episode, because the next episode is going to have a lot more to do with MMOs, and I have a very special um, introduction to do with that. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. So, Facing Mankind. I have not played this game long enough to know everything, but I do know a lot about it. So yeah, let's go on the first thing. It is a sci-fi um, MMO, so yeah, sci-fi. Very gun futuristic feel to it. <clears throat> Massively multiplayer, real-time combat, single versus the universe, and completely player-driven. So basically, in the I don't know anything about this game, but I know a lot. Um, so you get like seven or eight factions in the beginning and you create a character and basically um 
factions fight against each other. Um, you've got the law enforcement enforcement department, which is the cops in the game. They basically rule all of New York City, and I think I forget the other one, but um, they're the cops in the game, and they can arrest people. And then you got the Freedom Defense Corps, which is um. They say it's it's like um. Uh, I don't. It's like um. Law Enforcement Department and Freedom Defense Corps are supposedly part of the same tree branch of factions, but um, they fight against each other, so. It doesn't make any sense. I guess they're like, um, I guess when people say law enforcement and freedom, they're way different for some reason, which doesn't make any sense, but basically they are free and stuff. I don't really know about them. Um, so we have the Guardians of Mankind, which is like the scientists of the game. Um, they are, it's hard to under describe because... I don't know about those. Okay, let's move on. The Brotherhood of Shadows, which I guess are the murderers in the game. You have the Mercenaries of the Blood, which is the fighter part of stuff, I guess. You have the Colonization and Mining Guild, which is just um, a crafting faction. Then you have the Eurocorps, which I guess is a corporation, I guess. Then you have the Vortex Inc., which is another corporation. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know a lot about this game. I know that you can do guns and you die and it's open world PvP. Oh, and what I said before, there is an economical system in this game, so one faction can own a couple cities and you could be one of the chiefs and masters of that city and it's it's I've never done it before, but it seems like it'd be, it could be very cool. So, I'm going to read the background story of this. Um, just just because I don't know a lot about it, and I'm not, I haven't read this before. So, let's just do this. By the end of 20, the 22nd century, the overcrowding of Earth cities and growing drain on natural resources, and the memories of recent violence caused mankind to desire new and remote locations to start their lives over again. The International Space Administration's colonization efforts provided the perfect solution, distant havens for hundreds of thousands of Earth citizens to take up residence. As colonization efforts spread in, the vortex net brought humanity to the stars in ever greater numbers. Mankind's footprint became more noticeable on the galactic, galactic scale. Meanwhile, in the late 21st century on Earth, life carries on in matter manner that mankind has become accustomed to over hundreds of years. People continue trading, cheating, stealing, and fighting with each other over territory, territorial and production control. The vortex net has made possible nearly ins, ins, ugh, instantaneous travel between distant locations, increasing traffic and trade between the thriving cities around the globe. And the Globalization of currency has made economic competition a more transparent and universal paradigm. 
The global dominion is barely able to maintain a fair and democratic system because the corruption, bribery, and infighting among the many factions and splinter groups, maintaining constant control and unity of governments, requires most of the global dominion's time and efforts of the governing body. Clans are being formed that are creating their own systems within the system, effect efficiently taking various economic aspects of society society into their own hands. They are establishing independent mercenary troops in an effort to take over the colonies, seeing the eminent benefit, and they can claim, claim them under their own surveying governance. The clans are in constant competition with one another, sending spies and agents into the other organizations to observe their progress and to gather information that might give them the upper hand. As the people get informed about their distant wars, many are being to fear for the eventual spread of the conflict to Earth itself. Brave men and women are venturing into battle to protect the future of their understanding of humanity, each accompanied by the, only their destiny as they find their way into the dystopian world. Will it be the drive for corporate profit, a clan's new idealism, or the iron hand of law in order that proves itself to be true face of mankind? Only time will tell. So, if you didn't understand that, it means that basically all of humanity has... Um, Earth has been over-exploiting with humans, and they venture out into uh, space, and they make colonies, and basically humans have been attached to um, each other, um, and they split to different factions, and they're fighting over global domination and um, basically everything because they don't, because their their fear is it will happen just like Earth had, so they want to, so they basically just want to um, kill, kill the infidels just because it will save their own people. Basically, that's it for face of more, uh, face of um, mankind. So we've got that done out of the way. This episode is only going to be like 50 minutes. No, 50, 58, something along those lines. I have um, information to tell you all, peoples, who's listening uh, after the next uh, review because I need a drink. I'm going to pause really quick. So we're back, and, um, yeah, I guess we'll do, uh, our next, um, game, which is Maple Story. Many people tell me that this game sucks, and that's why I haven't played it in the longest time. I just started playing a couple weeks ago, and I think the game is brilliant. It has some potential in it. I think people mislead it to, uh, something else. Um, battle up the game. So, I guess we can go. Oh, I didn't rate Face of Mankind. I guess I'm only gonna do it out of five because I, I don't know. It just doesn't. I'm, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. There is a mining and prospecting kind of feel to it and crafting and stuff, but it just doesn't seem like there's enough to do. Oh crap! Maple story. 
anyway. Um, so yeah, this just doesn't seem like there's a lot to do in the game. I'll give it a 2.5 out of 3. I mean, 2.5 out of 5, because um, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot to do. So, moving on to MapleStory. Um, so, we've got the classes, which basically they're not classes, they're more like, um, I don't know what to call them. There's a lot of classes in the game. Depends on what you make of it. Um, oh, I hate this website. I don't like their website. It just seems very, very, very out of order. It's like the players made, like the players made uh, the feature settings and stuff. Um, so yeah, let's go to game guide. No, where the classes? Where the classes? Where the classes? Where the classes? Fine, I guess we'll have to go to here. Okay. I really don't like their website. Here we go. So, we have the dual blade class. Um, the even, the Aran, the Cygnus Knight. Okay, this isn't Let me just go into the game, because the game is easier when you're actually in the game to describe of... Yeah, here we go. Hmm, hmm. What the heck? I think it froze on me. And it's gonna make music when I enter it too, which shouldn't happen. Here we go. Um, yes, sign in. Okay, so just talking about this game. Um, Maple Story is a 2D MMO RPG. It is RPG. It is extremely RPG. I would rather put it as an RPG than an MMO RPG. Just because, I guess, whatever. I said that totally wrong. But uh, this game has some benefits to it. It uh, has a massively multiplayer uh, player base. Player base is extremely large in this game. Uh, if you see on YouTube and you type Maple Story, there's going to be like a million, uh, maybe three million videos on Maple Story. Just because you can make your own story on Maple Story, it's like this game has some roleplay onto it, and I don't, I don't do roleplay a lot, but it has, it seems like a good place for roleplay, I don't know. Um, so, we're going to look at the classes. Create a character, okay, here we go. So we have the explorer slash dual blade classes. Uh, they're more, they look like rogues and uh, hunter, I think. And then you have the explorers, which look like everything. Hmm. And then you have the Cygnus, which looks like uh, magic people, kind of. And then you have the Hero slash Ram and Hero slash Evan, which they're the pet people, I think. You know what? I think in the game you actually like decide what your class is later in the game than actually right here. This is just your campaign thing, I think. Think? You think? You think? 
Well, we're going to create a Cygnus. Uh, Cygnus, okay? And um, character name is going to be uh, Newbie SY. Newbie. And we're going to press OK. We're going to press OK. Da -da -da, da -da -da, start. Okay. We're going to enter my number. And what's good about this game is if you want to actually play one of your characters, you have to enter a, or make another character, you have to enter your uh, ID for um, what you did. So, like, even though if a person knows your uh, password and stuff, they can't actually, like, go into your character unless they know your, um, they know your, uh, number, your six-letter, six-numbered, six-number number, or something, I don't know. Don't judge me. Oh, and this game is very hard to control, like I said before. <laughs> so, the interface for this game is slightly clean. Well, it seems clean. Seems like there's nothing wrong with it. Oh, come on. There's so much wrong. Oh, there we go. We jumped down. And now we go up. We go left. So, okay. So you have an HP bar, an MP bar, and an experience bar. Um, welcome to Maple Story. I'm Mimo. I'm in charge of guiding you until you reach level 10 and become a knight in training. Double click for further information. Oh, so you get this pet. In other campaigns, you don't get a pet like this. So this is, um, different. I like how games do that. Um, they have different campaigns. Like Guild Wars. Guild Wars have different campaigns. And they added additions to party members and stuff. So, this is cool. I like this. <clears throat> and then there's a tutorial guide and stuff like that. Um, basically this game has a nice quest system and very RPG and fighting in later will be epic because they have very cool fighting in this game. Um, okay. They have a shop too which is basically like uh, their item system. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah they do. It's basically like their item system, which is like clothes, potions, and stuff. And weapons, and pets. ETC, hairstyles, and stuff. So yeah, I think maybe I'll give it out of 10. Just because I think this game has potential in a lot of stuff. Um, so, yeah. This is what I'm going to do. It's cooking. Okay. So my review on Maple Story was horrible, but I wasn't prepared for it. So <clears throat> what okay, so basically this is my conclusion now because you know this episode's <laughs> it was very broad because I didn't actually write notes for it, I was doing it ahead, because I do have notes for the episode 2, but it, I didn't want to do episode 2 for episode 1, because episode 2 is very epic in what I'm going to do, um, because it 
it's it's around when new MMOs are going to be coming out, and it's about new MMOs and um, how it will impact other MMOs. Um, if a game comes out, and let's say Cataclysm comes out right after that, who's going to be, which people are going to be playing the new MMO? Everyone, or just the people that don't play Cataclysm? I think that if the new awesomely MMO comes out before Cataclysm, Cataclysm, WoW is not going to have a lot of people because just new stuff. Everybody likes new stuff. So, yeah, that's basically what I'm. So, this is the first episode for uh, the Noobster. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. No, I have, um, stuff to talk about again. Yeah, anyway. Um, I'm looking for a co-host for this. Uh, if you play, uh, two or three out of the games, two to, two to all of them, the games I mentioned, the minimum is two games if you play or if you're definite on one game that I mentioned, then you can be a co-host, but I strongly think that if you only play one of these games, then you're probably just going to have an interview on just one of these episodes. You may come on next week, or you may come on the next, next, next week. So, I'm looking for a co-host. Um, minimum games must be played, must be two. Um, if you play... A different game like Fiesta or something. I am. Um, I question. I'm questioning about Fiesta because Fiesta is a um, very big play. Uh, I will accept you. You can be a co-host if you play Fiesta and another game from my list. If you play Fiesta, um, you must play another game. If you want to be a co-host, you can't just play Fiesta and do co-host. Well, no, you have to play another game. And it, it doesn't have to be from my list. It can be another one. And no RuneScape, please. RuneScape, no. They don't have enough news for podcast. So, um... So that's basically it. Oh, and if you want to be on the show, you can email me at thenewster um, at gmail.com Um... Oh, let's see if this is just... Oh, never mind, the Noobster is not available on Gmail, because I haven't made the new email yet. So, let's try... Okay, the new... The Noobster 10. Okay, so you can email me at the Noobster 10 at gmail.com. Yay, the Noobster 10. Okay. Yay, okay. So email me at the Noobster10 if you want to be on the show. Just talk about what game you play. Um, is it fun? I'm just going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. And you can tune in on the show and just listen and make comments on anything. I mean, yeah, I'll be asking you questions about a bunch of other stuff. And yeah, so thank you for listening to the Noobster. Um, there will be a Facebook page. Um, you can go to my Twitter, um, 
basically, I guess I'll just change it to the Noobster 10, because the Noobster looks like it's changed. It's done for. So, the Noobster 10 will be, um, my Twitter, and then, um, for, um, basically, the Facebook, it's just going to be the Noobster Show, or the Noobster Podcast, let's do that. The Noobster Podcast is going to be a, um, the Facebook, so... Thank you for listening to the first episode of The Noobster. Please tune in next week for a co-host. And um, my little um, section I put together. So, thanks for listening to The Noobster. And I'll see you, I guess, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.